The following is a Just Green production brought to you by the Might Be News Network. What's up, everybody? Welcome to an all-new Novak and Franz show. Franz is out this week, still recovering from his arm injury, but uh, with me, as always, CJ. What's up, CJ? How's it going? Novak is here. I'm here, and I'm wishing Franz a very slow, unhealthy recovery. <laughs> I enjoy his non-presence. So this book will never get done. This book. <laughs> well, in that case, actually, Franz, I wish you Godspeed and a great recovery. And also, the Greek is here. What's up, man? Hola. So um, we, uh, we're we here uh, live at Novak's place. It's my first time being here. It's a beautiful place. Welcome, welcome, yeah, welcome. It's awesome. Uh, should be honored. I don't let many people in. I'm very honored, actually. It's great to be here because um, I, I, I knew that uh, Franz was in, uh, he was still recovering and I knew that you've been out of town and I want to talk a little bit about that here in a little bit. Yeah. Uh, congratulations, first of all, on hitting another milestone with your sobriety. Um, Thanks, man. It's four years. Four years. But who's counting? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, a, a lot of people are. Um, I've seen yeah. um, a lot of uh, posts on social media uh, uh, talking about it, uh, uh, kind of showing some respect for you and, and, and everything that you've been accomplishing. And uh, uh, so why don't you tell us, last episode we uh, sat down with April and Phil, and we had a great time, CJ and I. Uh, but at that point, you were overseas. Yeah, yeah, I was uh, I was in Amsterdam and Switzerland. Um, to kind of backtrack, though, to kind of share the relevance of this fat fuck that's sitting next to my right. Not fat. Uh, that'd be Greek, <laughs> a.k.a. Jorge, a.k.a. George. Um, George is one of my best friends who, when I initially met, I hated his guts and I did not want to be his friend. I didn't like you either. <laughs> Greek, as he's known, um, hails from. You want to tell them? What? Where are you from? Coatesville, Pennsylvania. Coatesville. Coatesville is the white trash version of Westchester. Um, <laughs> it's more like a little mini Chester. <laughs> Let's just put it that way. <laughs> I don't know if that's any better. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, I, I was in, you know, going on my 13th inpatient treatment center. I had been to this specific treatment center four times prior. Um, it was a state ran facility. You know, like as my disease progressed, right, it, my disease of addiction and alcoholism, it started out as a great fucking time. And at the end, it was like unimaginable. There's no words that would suffice to explain what my life had become or how I felt about it. Um, and this treatment center, I found myself in same kind of way. You know, um, my first treatment center had like the acupuncture, the aromatherapy, the, the music classes, the art classes. And then the, the last facility was, you know, a state ran facility that, that was, you know, I don't want to say it was the bottom of the barrel. Cause I don't like to talk like that about facilities, but, but it was. It was the place that people go that don't have any other options. Would you agree, Greek? Absolutely. I came from jail. There you go. Point proven. He came from, uh, uh, I'll get into that in a second. Um, so I had been to this facility four previous times, and, and each time I would sit in the chair with the intake coordinator, and she would say, okay, Mr. Novak, your insurance covers 90 days. And I would say, in theory, 90 days sounds great, but in reality, I'm more of like a 45-day kind of fella. 
I have this woman to do, this job to fulfill, this state to go to. And each time the lady would gently laugh at me and say, sweetheart, you have no idea. Anything and everything that you put in front of your recovery does not or will not matter because you will lose it. And um, this last time, something different had happened. Something had changed. I, I had finally been demoralized in just such a fashion from drugs and alcohol. I've been beaten into a state of reasonableness. I had just woken up from being on life support for several days. Uh, and, and, and I walked into the same facility, um, this time like begging for another chance. Like literally, if you gave me one more chance, something was going to be different. And, and when she gave me that same offer that she had given me four previous times, I could not come back with a counter offer of why I could not do 90 days. All I could simply do was shake my head yes. Right, so, so what I've come to understand and realize that the only motivating factor in my life that dictates any form of change is when enough pain is appropriated, when, it, when, it, when, it's, you know, when it's that bad. I don't change my shit as unmanageable, I change my shit as unbearable. So I get into said facility. CJ can attest to this. He saw me you know, right before I went. I, I couldn't even pronounce my name. Oh, yeah, you were just done. Yeah, I, I literally... Uh, I, I couldn't take that call real quick. If that's Stubbs, put him on hold. <laughs> <laughs> Not today. Well, um, anyways, I, I couldn't even state my name. I, I was just beaten so bad. And, um, and I had just gotten out of detox. I was like eight days in and I transitioned from the detox to the inpatient part of the program. And then Greek comes in. Greek is 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 uh sent directly via where chester county uh correctional facility yeah so greeks gets a direct one-way ticket out of the joint chester county correctional facility to today incorporate it now greeks been in jail for how long uh that time was only two months okay so you had two months in two months to to sober up yeah so greek already had two months under his belt he was Eating good, he was playing cards, the typical jailhouse routine, right? Absolutely. Yeah, right. No one eats good in jail. Oh, uh, Greek eats a lot. That's what equates to good, a uh, lot for this fat fuck. <laughs> a lot and good are two different things here. Uh, not to Greek. <laughs> Quantity is quality, my friend. See? <laughs> All right, I stand corrected. Nice try, CJ. Stop taking his fucking side, CJ. <laughs> um, but so... I, I'm in there. I'm like trying to figure out how to pronounce my name, what day it is, uh, what what a phone number is. Like I couldn't remember. I couldn't remember anything, right? And um, I'm just trying to paint this picture for you of how bad I actually was. And then one day, I'm sitting in the day room, and the day room is just this where we hung out. We had groups a lot of the days. We watched TV, and and Greek is sent via jail and uh he comes walking very fast paced across the room and and no matter how fucked i was i was still pretty alert and attentive to my surroundings and i i, I paid attention i was alert and and i noticed him coming and, I, and i'm like where are we going with this and he walks up to me and he introduces himself and a very nice guy very like uh, hospitable. He said, you know, if, if, if you need anything, let me know. I think we might even share a cigarette. But in the same sentence, 
he proceeded to tell me how like he had all these ideas for all these businesses and uh, how we should start one together. We should go in on a, on a, on a joint business adventure together. And, and meanwhile, he just fucking came from the jail and all his belongings <laughs> consisted of were what? Uh, leather polo jacket, a pair of shorts and a laptop that was stolen from somewhere else and a jail TV. That's all he had. And he's coming to me and he's like telling me these fucking grand ideas he has. And it's, what's worse is, is you're diagnosed. Yeah. As? Bipolar. So he's bipolar as all get the fuck out. Not exaggerating here. And he, he speaks about it openly. That's why I'm talking about it. But he was not taking his meds, and he refused to take his meds at the time, correct? Yeah, I figured I already stopped everything else. Why do I have to take something for the rest of my life? I don't want any monkeys on my back. I refused all the medication. And now when I say Greek's been diagnosed as bipolar, not like a mild case of bipolar only on Tuesdays type shit. I'm talking like manic. Like, give me some examples. Um... Yeah, you're. I mean, what like, what type of shit do you when you when you're not taking your meds? What kind of things? I'm go off the wall, like mood swings, um, all over the place. Super happy to trying to figure out how to make a noose. Yeah, like <laughs> you know, in the blink of an eye. So I recognize this because, like, I'm not right. I've never been diagnosed. I don't have that issue, so I can see when people are. They're just off. They're different, and um, and and he was great. But I could see that he was suffering with some shit and it was just too much because, again, I couldn't pronounce my name. So I would, like, really avoid him. Like, he was nice. I liked him. But from a fucking distance. So when I saw him in one side of the room, I stayed on the other. And, uh, and then his parole officer stepped in. Okay. So after about a month of not taking the meds, um, my PO literally called in and was like, because there was a couple incidents and was like, <laughs> If you don't, t if you tell him if he doesn't take his meds, I'm sending him back. Uh, he's coming back to jail because uh, he's doing it against medical advice. And I had no problem starting to take the meds. And the funny part about this is within two weeks, I ha started having a bunch of friends and people started to talk to me. Yeah, right. So he became regulated on his medications and then you could actually talk to him. He was, uh, he was like making sense and, and you could have these civil conversations, um, and you knew what you were going to get. But the funny thing is, he was not willing to do it on his own until his parole officer threatened to violate him and send his ass back to jail. So in the blink of an eye, he starts taking his meds. Um, and then we kind of became friends. And then we became more friends. But Greek is the exact polar opposite of me in exact every fucking way imaginable. He, 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 uh... He's got these track suits. He fucking likes gaudy shoes. I'm wearing them right now. He likes he likes accessories. He Absolutely. Likes, he likes fucking gold chains and I mean just Adidas. BMWs. BMWs. On his BMWs, he orders a special license tag that says Greek right on the front. Oh God. And 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 um, there's just so many things that I do not agree with about him and the way he is. Uh, the one thing I do agree with is, uh, you know, the, the, the kind of heart he possesses. And it's just very ironic. And I always say that when I want to make my guy laugh, I tell him how my day is going to go. I went from, like, strongly disliking that man, avoiding him at all costs, to today calling him, like, one of my best friends who I could trust with my life. You know, like, I used to have this 
this this like this this mentality of God forbid I went to jail and I had a million dollar bail. Who could I call and like not have to think twice if they were doing everything in their power to come up with that million dollars to get me out? And Greek would be one of those people. I don't think you would do that for me, though. I wouldn't. I'd let your ass sit. (laughs) I'd let your ass ponder and think about all the shit you do that I don't agree with. Yeah, think about what you've done, Greek. (laughs) Try and dad me. (laughs) I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. It's for your own good. (laughs) But yeah, you know, so we went from the, the treatment center together. We both stayed there for 90 days. Uh, from there, we went to another phase in our recovery, which was a six-month phase. From there, we went to a sober living house for a year. Um, we stayed in that sober living house for a year. From there, we went and we got our own apartment together, me, him, and another individual from that sober house. Uh, I lived there for a year. Then I got my own place afterwards. We've literally spent every holiday together um in the beginning there was no like when we were in that sober house we had our first christmas after like getting out of treatment and he wasn't invited anywhere i wasn't invited anywhere we really didn't have any money so we we put what little money we had together and went and got a christmas tree and then we all went to like the dollar store and got shit and 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 we created a lot of new good memories um to kind of overplace and take the ones that we don't care to remember so much. Um, And now my nephews and my family refer to us as the gay uncles. Yes, they do. (laughs) Um, We make T-shirts and everything. Yeah, and I I can tell you, like, I I didn't see this coming in a million years. And he's one of the guys that I can honestly say knows more about me than I'd say 98% of the most people in the world. He knows how I think. He knows what I'm feeling, what I'd probably say next, and vice versa without any of like those signs. You know, It's just one of those people they know you like the back of their hand. That's what it's became, and I'm really grateful for it. So I know that was a kind of long history, a tutorial, if you will, of, of who Greek is, but I kind of wanted to, to express the importance of his role and or character in my life. So with that being said, to come back to how you open this podcast, yes, we just got back from Amsterdam and Switzerland. When I say we, I mean Greek, myself, and Mitchell, our tattoo artist Michelle. from Richmond, Virginia. <laughs> Michelle, he can probably call in, actually. Oh, that would be great. We'll get, we'll get him to call in and, and share a little bit, too. Um, Greeks celebrated four years. March, March 31st. So Greeks, four-year anniversary was March 31st. Mine was May 25th. His birthday was May 28th. 27th. 27th. See, I, don't, <laughs> I don't care that much. I was just, I was just He like, got it pretty close. I give him credit Thank, for that one. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, CJ. See, he's very optimistic. He's a glass half full kind of guy. Um, I, I've met Greek's family. I've been to Greek's Easter dinner. We went to Greece. Uh, we went to Greece together. Uh, we went, you know, we went to, to Mount... So, Greek and I go to Greece. Yes, if I want to go to Greece. Greek, oh, I got him good. Greek's family straight off the boat. Greek's basically straight off the boat. He speaks Greek. He, he looks Greek. He acts Greek. You know. He tries to find a wife in Greece. <laughs> yeah. I actually found one and it didn't work out, so try it again. Yeah. Uh, I'm surprised you don't do the whole Russian mail order thing, honestly. It's because they're not Greek, Brandon. Uh, yeah. <laughs> there might be Greek mail order. We can look into this for you. I feel like we can make that happen. But so he asked me if I want to go to Greece. I'm like, yeah, let's do it. I, he's one of the people I enjoy. I thoroughly enjoy traveling with. You can't really do it with many people. Mitchell, I love to travel with. 
Greek I love to travel with. You know, there's a few said people I always have a good time with. And he asked if I want to go to Greece, so we go. And um, I had just stopped smoking um, maybe like within the month prior to going. I said, yeah, let's go. I jump on a plane. I meet him. He's already there. He picks me up from the airport. From the airport, we drive a seven-hour drive directly to a port where you get on a ferry. And we go to this village, this mountain called, explain this whole deal. uh, It's it's called Mount Athos. It's the equivalent of the Vatican for Orthodox. It's a big deal. People try their whole lives to go there, right? uh, It's it's called the Mountain of the Virgin Mary. Um, It's very blessed. There's a lot of monasteries, a lot of relics. and um, That's all it is. Yeah. It's all monasteries and monks. Yes. And only men on the island. Yep. You can't just show up if you want. No, you have to literally get granted passage, and it usually takes three months to even be granted passage to go. Wow. So now because Greek's family's fucking right off the boat and half of them still live there, they have strings, they have ties, they they have some pool. So they get me signed up to go. Greek has one. Um, Since he was Catholic, they were watching him like a hawk, making sure they didn't take anything. (laughs) Yeah, it was a a big deal. And and we get there, and and I don't know what I'm signing up for. The flight to to Athens is how long? Uh, From where? From Philly. Um, Nine hours. So a nine-hour flight. Get off the flight. Jet lag. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Seven-hour drive to the port to jump on a two-hour ferry to end up walking on a mountain with only... monks (laughs) monks <laughs> only men monks and monasteries that all speak greek i don't know what the fuck they're saying it was great they have no showers they're cold showers if you want one you if in order to go there you have to do as they do right it's it's, a, it's kind of an unspoken code of ethics you can't like just go there and be a tourist Right. The best thing about all of this. Well, wait, you got to explain like what you do there. Yeah. I mean, there's if prayer. You're, you got to wake up at four in the morning and from four in the morning until eight in the morning. They have uh, a big sermon, a big prayer set up. Then after that, you eat breakfast at exactly what time they want you to eat breakfast. Then you go out for a certain amount of hours and you come back. And then at four o'clock or five o'clock, they have another um, hour, hour and a half vigil. service. Yeah. You do it all over again. You and eat what they want you to eat. You do what they say to do, and 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 that's how it goes. You have no. You can't go there and just be a tourist. And you're living off the land too. It's like bread, dry hard bread. Yeah. Some fruits, uh, beans, like stuff like that. Wow. It's like you're yeah. in fucking solitary confinement. And you've wow. been fucking sentenced for murdering a lot of people. The, the best part about all this. And they all speak Greek, so you so, don't know what the fuck they're saying. And he's asking me all the time, and I'm telling him whatever I want. <laughs> yeah. I'm at the mercy of the cocksucking fuck who I can't stand. <laughs> I'm truly in the lay of his land. Right. And I'm like, how the... F-? But it was surreal because there would be times where we would stop and we would look and this is a... People try their whole lives to go on this like pilgrimage to make it to this mountain, Athos, which is known as the Holy Mountain. Only men are on it. You, you gotta... It's like an ordeal. And, and it's like, how did two... Cock sucking fucks. One from what jail? Chester County. Chester County Correctional Facility. And homeless in Baltimore City make it to this holy mountain in Greece. You know, but the thing was, is I had just stopped smoking cigarettes. I'm jet lagged. I want to shower. I just want to lay in a bed. 
it's it's like hostels, but a lot worse, right? It's not like a very fucking clean, like plush place. There's a cold shower if you want. You can eat some bread. You can eat a couple apples. I'm not smoking. I feel like I'm back in detox. I just want to jerk off, but there's no Wi-Fi on the mountain. <laughs> and, and I'm like, okay, if I just sleep, then I hopefully will wake up when they say pack up and it's time to go home. It was the first time in, in my four years of sobriety that I went and bought a, uh, a, a, a journal and made a gratitude list because I wanted to fucking murder Greek. I had to talk about all the things I was grateful for. I didn't for. make the list. <laughs> he did not make the list. But I knew there was a spiritual experience to be had, and, and I'm, I'm not fucking exaggerating here. On the very last day, we go to the, the monk's uh, house. They invite us up to their house, and they say, they ask me, they say, will you lead our prayer vigil? And I'm like, the one in the morning. Yeah. And I'm like, well, I, I don't even know. I don't know. what. No one's even spoken English to me yet, except Greek. And he lies to me when he does it. <laughs> I don't know what you guys are doing here, what you're saying. And he goes and he grabs an iPad and he comes back and he, he pulled it up in English. And then he let me take part in leading the prayer with you guys in English. And it all hit me like a ton of bricks. And it was at that very moment on this mountain at like 5 a.m. The sun was coming up. They were making tea. And we're with these monks in their home that I had this spiritual experience that it all made sense. And I was like, wow, that's really cool. Um, we've experienced a lot of cool shit together. Uh, we've done things that people only dream of doing. And we were destined to die with a needle in our own arm. Everything is subject to change. Yeah. And, uh, and that's pretty cool. So now, but the other good thing is Greek's a master electrician. I just bought a home. When I need work done, I hire Greek. And he, he I think he gives me a deal. <laughs> I Dude, think I he hate, gives me a deal. I hate coming here and doing work for you. He I does a good it. job. I don't agree with anything he does, well, but his electrical work. His electrical work is is. is I'm OCD about it. I have to do it. It has to be the right <laughs> way no matter what, even if you are getting a deal. So that's kind of our, our relationship in a nutshell. So, oh, so Greek's never been to a concert a day in his life. No, I didn't see the point of it. Like, you have CDs, you listen to music in the car, or you have your headphones. Why do I want to stand in a tight group of a million people and listen to something far away from me? See, that's that old Greek mentality. <laughs> it's fucking, it's not in the Stone Age anymore. But so he's never been, and and my idol is a fellow by the name of Pete Doherty, and I tried to meet Pete Doherty multiple times in the past. He's the he's in the band Baby Shambles, Libertines, a new band he's formed called Pete Doherty and the Poot de Madres. Well, you also tried to buy his ashtray too. Did I? <laughs> yeah, remember that when he got out of jail and he was selling that ashtray? No. With uh, <laughs> I don't remember this when he was married to um. Here, was, I think that might be Stubbs. Tell him to hang tight if it is. Hold on. Stop. Hello. All right. Um. So back to it. So <laughs> he dropped the first call as usual. CJ <laughs> keeping the tradition alive, boys. <laughs> you know, I couldn't have the dead air keep going. That's um. It. So when Pete already got out of jail, he was already divorced from Kate Moss. He goes to this apartment, and he finds this ashtray there of full of cigarette butts. That the last people in the apartment were him, um, Kate Moss, and 
Amy Winehouse. He probably oh, wow. just said that though, just like I would say that. Yeah, but, I mean, at the time, <laughs> probably made up. It was the same. Well, you still wanted it because you figured Pete Darty probably smoked all those cigarettes. Yeah. You could have cared less about Amy Winehouse's cigarette butts. You wanted Pete Darty's cigarette butts. Yeah, I'm like a fucking major fanboy of this guy. And he, I don't remember this, fan. by the way. Oh, yeah. It, you had me bidding on it for you, and then it just became ridiculous. And I'm like, <laughs> what'd the bid get up to? It got up to $175. And I was just like, then I just told you it was lost it just because, <laughs> just because. We were using my credit card, and I no, I did not expect to see the <laughs> money out of your pocket. Novak fucking deal. <laughs> yeah, so. I don't recall that at all. Yeah, but you were hell bent on that. So I tried to buy his ashtray. Apparently, I think I tried to buy multiple paintings that he's done in blood. Yeah, with his own blood. I, I, there's been a lot of shit bought or attempted to uh, attempted. Yes. Um, Abby got you the autograph photo. Yeah, her mom did actually. Yeah. Uh, and then they tried to have him meet you during what was it, the fuckface tour? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was like up in the mountains detoxing, and and we shared the same tour bus driver, and tour bus got word to Pete, and 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 he said, yeah, he'd meet me, and they gave him a ride from the house into town, but right before he got to the venue, he they stopped at a red light, and he jumped out of the car and ran. Um, obviously he had other intentions, which I understand. <laughs> um. But the point of the story is our paths never crossed at that time. And thank God, because at the time, him where he was at and, and at the time where I was at, I, there's very, very safe assumption to say that we may not have made it out of that room alive or one of the two of us. Um, but anyways, I, I know that he's playing the 24th in Switzerland of May. We're in Amsterdam in May, the 24th well for the whole anniversary week. And I'm like, dude, let's buy tickets and go to the show. So me, Greek, and Mitchell buy tickets, and we go to the show. I guess his people got word that I was coming to the show. And uh, how'd that go down, CJ? Um, well, they ha happened to contact you because they found one of your videos on the internet and found out that you're a Pete Darty fan. Yeah. And go, well, he, has, he helps people with treatment and everything else. And... They're concerned for Pete's life at this point. Yeah. So so then I get a call and and ironically enough, we go to the show. Greek's first concert is the concert that I've been dying to see for fucking. <laughs> it's only fitting. What, how many years have I been trying to see a show? A decade. A decade. <laughs> and I've been trying. Yeah. Not like I've been fucking lolling in the sunshine of Florida on the beach talking about it. I've been like actively pursuing it. Like sabotaging tours in Europe <laughs> to try and get that little extra day. Yeah. And then oh, fucking and then you stole the poster <laughs> in London for the Baby Shamble show and broke the frame out and hid it in the tour bus. <laughs> Which now resides <laughs> in my bedroom. Yeah. Takes it everywhere. And uh and fucking Greek, the one who doesn't give a shit about it, never Not heard one. of him, could care less, doesn't even want to go to a concert. That's his first concert. That's the dynamics of our fucking relationship. <laughs> Everything I hate, he loves. Everything he loves, I fucking hate. 
And uh, it's a good point of reference when I'm like, hey, Greek, do you like this shirt? If he's like, fuck yeah, I'm like, thank God I did not get it. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? It's a good way of gauging shit. But that's, well, so, that, so that's like Greek's first concert. Now concerts are ruined for him, though, because he's going to go to the next one and be like, that's, so when do we go backstage to hang out with the artist? That's what I said. I said, oh, you set the great. bar way too fucking high. That you mean I, I can't, security, I can't go back there? Yeah, I can't just <laughs> hang out with the lead singer. He won't just play a song for me backstage yeah, i bought a ticket though where's his dog his dog was on stage his dog was in the back so yeah so so we go to the concert uh so the night before my at midnight that night is when i turned four years sober and and i did it ironically enough with greek fucking guy i hate to love and love to hate Pete Doherty, the guy I've been trying to get fucking access to for years. Mitchell, tattoo artist, and, and, and like a couple other really good people in that room. And uh, so to say it was surreal uh, is, is nothing shy of like a fucking miracle. Um, and that was like how I spent my four years. And I did it all sober. I didn't want to drink. I didn't want to drug. There was plenty of drugs going around. There was plenty of drinks going around. Uh, and Pete, I told Pete Doherty backstage, I said, there's a song of yours that you, you did that really helped me in a, in, a, in a major way when I was at a really low point in my life, and it's called Albion. And without a blink of an eye, he, he grabs his guitar, and he plays Albion. Uh, and and wow, I, I I got goosebumps. I teared up because it took me right back to to when I was in such a low fucking place and 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 I didn't see a way up and out of my position. And I remember I was I was in a treatment center in Scranton, Pennsylvania. And I was really ill and and they didn't give me any detox meds. And all I could do was put my headphones on and run in the field back and forth because my legs hurt so bad. And and I would just listen to that song Albion. So to have him personally playing it for me four years later, almost to the date, ah. Uh, was something that words can't suffice. Yeah, that's powerful. You know, like, and, and he brought his dogs into it. The dogs were howling. He was singing, uh, and and he even he, he even tweaked the words. Uh, if you hear the song, he said, "We can go to," and then it says Pennsylvania. It was just, it was, wow. it was one of those things that, you know, that I always say, sobriety has given me everything that drugs and alcohol promised me. You yeah. know, and, and and it's just such a miracle. That, that we're sober and we get to go wherever, whenever, with whomever. And, and we don't, or shall I say, that desire to have a drink or have a drug has been lifted. So I got stubs on the line. <laughs> of course. <laughs> this is Greek's uh, best friend slash arch enemy. Stubbs. stubs I hate on. you, Stubbs. How you doing, gentlemen? What's up? I just wanted to hear about what was going on over there and your guys' trip. Oh, it was great. Which part, Stubbs? Yeah, which part would you like to talk about, Stubblefield? <laughs> First, I would like to ask if you did anything fun, like go out dancing, any discos or anything over there. I don't dance, but I, I, don't, I don't know what either. Greek does, because there were many a nights where Greek and I parted ways. Yeah, there were. Yeah, I believe that. Now, <laughs> the other part of this is, is, did you go to any phone parties? All right, so here's the thing about the phone party. I'll just nip this in the butt real quick. <laughs> this is Greek's deal. This is all Greek. Oh, God. This is where we differ. Okay, so for my birthday, what I was going to try and do was set up a phone party and have, like, five or six girls over there and, like, fill the whole bathroom up with the hot tub we had, and that would be it. Did not work out. 
You flooded the house, didn't you? No, you can only get one girl at a time. You can't get five all together. Stubbs, I don't know if you want to ask him to elaborate, but he just said girls. I mean, there's girls everywhere. Ladies yeah, of the I know. night. What type of girls are you? Ladies of the night. Yes. <laughs> In now, Amsterdam, they'd be now, considered what? Um, prostitutes? Hard workers. Prostitutes? Hard workers. Did you visit the red light district? Absolutely. There's more flavors. Now, what there. I would also like to know, <laughs> what I would also like to know about your time over there, is you had a budget before you left. Yeah, I went over the budget a little bit. <laughs> what was his budget? I don't know about that, Stubbs. Oh well, he did a job the day before he left to make a certain amount of money. What did he make? And uh, six hundred dollars. Okay, so six hundred bucks was a budget for. What, what type of budget was it, Greek? Uh, Lady of the Night budget. So he had a six. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was called a whore budget. He had a six hundred dollar whore budget. Whore. Okay. Yes. <laughs> all so right. you I, went. I wanted the... to know if he spent it all. It went over a little. <laughs> How much Dude, is a little? I'd say about forty percent. You know what I can attest to? That's a great answer. <laughs> That's his whole fucking it's life. Non-descriptive, <laughs> but it, it, you have to think about it a little bit. <laughs> I can attest to witnessing Greek buy two prostitutes in one day. It was my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> he's seriously uh, addicted. Is that anything new? He's so, he's is like that anything listen, new? listen, listen. There was more flavors over there than Baskins and Robbins. Tell wow. them about your very first and experience. When in Rome, when in Rome. Yeah. What do you want me to do? Yeah. I didn't. Brandon, are we going to talk about how you can just get on Instagram and say, hey, I'm in this place, and then you don't have to worry about it? But I didn't pay to help enslave a young woman <laughs> in the sex trafficking yeah, industry. You human trafficker. Thank you, CJ. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it works that way. You and know. Robert Kraft are hand in hand. <laughs> we'll hand job and hand job. <laughs> Get in, losers. We're going to pay for hand jobs. <laughs> Greek, I've never seen Greek so angry than the very first day. He, I was pissed. You ruined the whole thing. Tell him. Well, no, but tell him when you finally fucking did it. When I did it or when I was thinking about doing it and then you ruined it for me so I didn't do it? Uh, well, they won't understand that. I understand that. You do. <laughs> I'm going to send Stubbs the video. But Stubbs, he like built up this fucking angst of when he was going to do it. Dude, it was just like going to cop, right? He's been sober for four years and he's about to relapse. His stomach starts turning. He's got a shit. He's like nervous. He's cautious. He's happy. He feels bad. All you gotta find one. out which block's the good block for the yeah. good shit. <laughs> he's running up and down these little alleys where the women dance in the windows. He's like a fucking crackhead on a mission. And then finally, <laughs> I swear to God, it's it just you just substitute women for heroin in this dilemma, and that's what you have. And and all of a sudden, he finds the one he's gonna go with. And he's all, we're like, where's Greek? Turn around. Greek's disappeared into a room. He comes out. What happens? Oh, I was pissed off about it. He was furious, Stubbs. <laughs> it so ruined mad. his whole day. It was like he bought a burn bag. It was. <laughs> Explain why. He missed his last shot. Yeah, he, exactly. He had like $10. He was me. ill as a research monkey. And he gets one bag from a stranger, and it turns out to be fake. Yeah, even though it looks real nice from the outside. Yeah, what happened? <laughs> Explain. Go into detail what happened. 
Um, she had a dick, didn't she? <laughs> <laughs> no, she tried hustling me. Imagine that. A <laughs> prostitute tried to hustle him. Yeah, and then I got pissed off about it, and it wasn't even. And then she wasn't even good at it. So I was like, How'd she try to hustle you? I'm not getting all. What extra it. did she throw in there? She's like, well. She did a horrible job. Give the parameters of the whole deal. Horrible job. How much was, like, what was the number set at? Come on, we're already here. Horrible <laughs> job. Horrible <laughs> job. <laughs> what, how much for you what? You can't flam a flim flammer. <laughs> <laughs> what was the price? For what? You pay what to get what? It was like 50 and then they changed 50 it. 50 for what? You got to give them, like, break it down like you're in the court of law. You're displaying your case. She's like, 50, I'll blow you. I okay, said, 50 right. for a blow job. And then we go in and does a horrible job of that. And then it's like, so you don't want any more? I was like, no, I do not want any more. <laughs> like, finish your job. That's it. And she's like, you sure? I said, yes, I'm sure. And then she keeps going on with it. And it just gets complicated and Keep I get going. pissed off <laughs> and then I get so mad about it even like after the fact that I'm just like Let, I'm done and I left and then I was over it yeah but she got more money out of you than initially yeah another 60 bucks she blue balled you until <laughs> she got the no money. but I wasn't letting her at the same time I was fucking out I, and then I didn't want to do anything after that I was really upset <laughs> but that didn't stop him ladies and gentlemen why because he had seven more hookers to talk about <laughs> <laughs> you said when in Rome. Yeah, when in Rome. Shit. But I didn't get any hookers in Rome. Uh, if I remember correctly, you you were thinking about it. If you could get, because you were asking questions, if you can get two Greeks, go ask them. This is how I got suckered into the first <laughs> one anyway. This is how I got suckered into the first one. Because we go up to the window. He's like, there's two girls in the room right now with each other. Go ask him and see if you can get him. I'm like, they look really good. I'm going to try. So that was the whole reason for me going into that first booth. Oh, right. Anyway. <laughs> that was why he did it, ladies and gentlemen, because I no, asked him to go ask him. It was all like, your fault. He's like, back. if you can get two, I will do do it if we can get two at once. But so, did it happen? No, because you can't get two. Maybe I knew that from the beginning. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm trying to spin it. I would say Novak would probably right. know that. I did know that. <laughs> Everybody has a price. Yeah. Everybody does, my friend, in this fine little web we weave. So, Greek, you spent, what, about $1,000? Yeah, about a grand. In prostitutes? Absolutely. In six days? Uh, no, because we were in Switzerland for three. Yeah. So less than that. So... Amsterdam, what, four days? Five days. <laughs> Five days. You think it would like make that long? Five days, thousand dollars. Sounds like an addiction to me, guys. Or fun. <laughs> <laughs> it is all about perception. Change your perception, change your world. <laughs> very you true. You say that, Brandon? Absolutely. Where very, very that? true. Did you wear a condom? Absolutely. He didn't have a say so in the matter. They like did it for him, didn't they? Yeah. Not today, tied Satan. It on. <laughs> Not today, anyone. <laughs> Not today, Satan. Work hazard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Satan won that day. <laughs> All right, Stubbs. Thanks for the call, pal. Uh, no problem. Babushka. Hey, babushka. I love you. Love you. Goodbye. <laughs> Let's take a uh, quick break. We'll be right back after this. Cool. So you 
been listening to the Might Be News Network, but you still can't get enough each week? Become our patron on Patreon. Head to patreon.com slash MBN Network to become a patron and get exclusive content now. For as little as $5 per month, you'll get access to extended episodes of all your favorite shows, as well as perks including MBN merch and monthly giveaways. Just want to support the network? Become a patron for as much or as little as you'd like. Patreon.com slash MBN Network. Two hours of bonus content each week guaranteed. Your contributions will help make the Might Be News Network bigger and better than ever before. Patreon.com slash MBN Network. Welcome back to the Novak and Franz show. We got another caller here. What's up, caller? CJ, are you going to drop it? Hello, caller. Hello. uh, How are you guys doing? Hey, what up, man? How are you? Very good, very good. I'm just getting off of work right now, and um, I had a question for for Brandon since his uh, with your book and everything. I know how you are you were on Howard Stern mm-hmm. uh, years ago, yeah. and I was just thinking about. And I, I'm a huge Howard Stern fan, and he just came out with his his book recently, um, Howard Comes Again. And I was just wondering if you ever if you ever thought of going back to, to the Howard Stern show and like showing them. Um, how much how how much you've changed and how much you improved your life and how much you just made a, a 360 turnaround since the last time you went to the Howard Stern show. I was just wondering if you ever thought of that yeah, going back I, to visit absolutely. him. I mean, I had a great experience when I was there doing it the, the first two times. But I think the Howard Stern show isn't like one of success stories, like uh, of stories of rehabilitation, right? Like usually it's like you got to have something going on to uh, like be you know i i think that like stories of redemption aren't as catchy as like i don't want to say train wreck stories because people on the show aren't train wrecks but i just i think my story now might be kind of bland for 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 the avenue that he's in possibly um so probably like if if i had something to promote like the new book or or something, then we would see if we could make that happen. But as far as just me going on there saying, like, this was who I was and this is who I am, that's not really, you know, in the wheelhouse of what he's doing, per se. Oh, okay. But I'm not opposed to it, but thanks for calling in, man. I appreciate it. Thanks for uh, asking Oh, no problem. Thank you very much. Take care, brother. Late. One thing I wanted to say real quick um is that uh we this is we're in the middle of our patreon preview week at the might be news network go to patreon.com slash mbn network for more details um but uh it's been a crazy week at the network i'm super excited to be sitting here with you guys because uh this this is obviously just a huge treat um just being here but also being here with you guys um let's talk more about your trip to to, uh, and, and seeing your idol um, because I've met a couple of my idols. It, did it live up to the hype for you, Brandon? It, it did. This, this absolutely did. Um, you know, I thought about that. You know, I thought that I've had people say to me, message me, call me, and they said, you know, I, I was really upset that I had the chance to meet my idol. And they were talking about me. Right, because the picture that they perceived this this person that they had built up in their mind once they actually met fucking sucked. 
right? I, I, I wasn't a good person. I, I was very selfish. I was self-centered. It was me. It was drugs. It was me. It was drugs. And, and, you know, really no disregard for anybody or anything. And I know that Pete, you know, battles with his own demons. And I'm not where I used to be. And I was like, fuck, I, I, I can totally understand if it doesn't go the way I would like it to go. Um, but we're going to see. And I can honestly say when I met the man, despite where he's at, what he is or is not going through, uh, it's not my job to put his business out there. He was a very kind, compassionate, loving, genuine, sincere individual. Um, and that's my take. Greek, what would you say? You never met the man. You didn't have any expectations of him. What was your take from that experience? I loved all of it. Um, I even like how the music was it just the whole show, everything else. And then being able to go back, they were all really, really nice people. And we're sitting back there. Uh, they welcomed them, welcomed us in. Like we're like, we're just normal friends coming in, offered us. Pete even came and brought us a big uh, plate of fruit. Yeah, he did. <laughs> he, 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 and, and you know, he was kind of all over the place and he stopped what he was doing and he brought us a, a plate of fruit. You know, he knew that we didn't drink. He knew that we didn't drug. But he was being very, you know, hospitable. And, uh, you know, that's, it was such a, a, a welcoming gesture. Um, because I know when times were tough for me, my behavior was rather erratic. It was rather sporadic. Uh, you, you didn't know what you were going to get. And, and trust me, you could have got anything. Um, and the same went for how I thought that night was going to go. And I was really nervous, and I can just say that I met a man who's extremely intelligent, uh, a very outside-of-the-box thinker, and uh, I can honestly say I don't think the meeting of him and I could have went any better. That's great. It, it, you know, we stayed back there for hours, um, you know, and, and, and I was actually the one, I was like, all right, let's, Let's call it a night. Let's go. Because I didn't want it. I didn't want like us to wear our welcome out. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, and it's crazy. Now I have like his bandmates numbers. I have his phone number. Yeah, I have yeah. his manager's number. That's I what I was going to ask is if you guys are if you think you guys are going to keep in touch. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I've been in touch with several people. I have not been in touch with him. But I just saw there's this like special concert that they're doing in September. Uh, there and it's like a one in a lifetime concert. And I actually thought about maybe going back out there for that. Uh, it's it's really really cool. You know, it's surreal. It's surreal. And the biggest thing is 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 that I was able to meet the guy that I I emulated to be like. I, I loved everything about this man. I loved the way he lived, the way he thought, the way he carried himself, uh, the free life that he lived. So much so, but then I was able to meet him this time on my terms. Yeah. And and I was able to like be my own self, think for myself, do for myself, not fall into like the patterns that he may be partaking in. And you, you talk about it a lot, um, you know, not remembering certain parts of your life or certain parts of years. And just imagine like you're going to remember this forever. Yeah. You're going to remember this forever. And that's. That's worth the price of, uh, of of everything right there. That that's it, man. Like memories. Yeah. I mean, that's 
you, you, I've never seen a, my lawyer used to always tell me, he said, you know, Novak, I've never seen a Brinks truck at a funeral. And you can't take your money to, to your deathbed. You can't take like the things that you've acquired in life. But what we can take is like the memories that we've made, the, the lasting impressions that have been placed upon us. Yeah. Depending upon what kind of life we choose to live. Right. You know, and, uh, and both of you guys, you'll never forget this trip. No, as long as, long as you all. live. Absolutely yeah. not. And uh, on top of it, going to the concert, the way everything worked out, you couldn't, you, there's no, everything just seemed to fall together. We didn't expect that to happen the way it did in any type of way. Yeah. And like, it's truly a grateful, grateful experience. That's fantastic. We got another caller, CJ? Hello, caller. Hello, how are you? Good. You have a question? Yeah, actually. Um, I just came out of a relapse, actually, not too long ago. And I wanted to know how hard it was to get reacquainted with people in the rooms, actually. And I know Brandon has expertise on this because I'm from Frederick, Maryland area, and he's familiar mm-hmm. with the area. Yeah, yeah. I mean... It's again, it comes back to being a program of action, not intentions. So like no one's going to know that you're you're freshly back off of a relapse and you're trying to become reacquainted with with, you know, the 12 step program that you choose to attend unless you let them know. Right. Like this isn't a program of, uh, of osmosis. Um, you, you need to go in there. You need to put your hand up and let them know that that's where you're at. It's kind of that theory, closed mouths don't get fed kind of thing. You know, you got to express to people where you're at. You know, that's a big problem in my life, and I think it plays a big part in why I'm single today. <laughs> my therapist always tells me, you know, Brandon, you always expect people to know what you know, think what you think, or feel what you feel without you voicing any of that to the other person. So it's like, you know, I suggest you, it's only as hard to get reacquainted as you make it, if that makes sense. It does. You know, the, your problem is not the drinking and the drugs. Your problem is your thinking, your attitude, and your behavior, the thing that rests between both of your ears. So if you just get the fuck out of your way, go to whatever 12-step fellowship you belong to, put your hand up and let people know, I think you, I, and Greek can attest to this. There will be a fucking swarm of people coming to your aid after the meeting. Absolutely. Does that make sense, caller? Yes, it does. All right. Well, I wish you the best, man. And uh, and uh, if if you go to AA, you can look up. Uh, there's this guide. There's this app. It's called Meeting Guide. It's a blue square with a white chair in the middle, and that will give you every meeting in your area within like a fucking 50-mile radius. Give it a go. Thank you so much. God bless, man. Late. So, um, Greek, I wanted to ask you, um, since that was your first concert, uh, are you interested in going back to see anything else, like any of your favorite bands or any of your favorite um, groups? Well, my buddy's trying to get me to go over to a Wu-Tang one. Yo, down. you got to go see Wu-Tang. <laughs> got to see him. If you're down into in Wu-Tang, got to see him. AC, it's yeah. coming up. Got to see so him. So maybe I'll go to check that out. If you're into Wu-Tang, you should definitely see I'm sure see Taylor will be there standing right yes. next to you. <laughs> I, I love Wu-Tang. As you try and get to backstage. If you're a Wu-Tang fan, they're great live. They're really great nice. live. Yeah, yeah, you'd really enjoy that. 
And uh, I, I like concerts because it gives you the emotion of the music. I didn't know that before. Yeah. I saw that there. And it's even his music's not my kind of music. Right. <laughs> but I felt it and I actually still enjoyed it. I asked DJ a while ago, uh, Brandon, what's your favorite band was i just kind of wanted to i feel like music is kind of a window into somebody yeah. you know yeah i feel like music kind of represents uh, a, a little part of of whoever you're talking about and um he said baby shambles so i went home i i listened to i forget exactly what album it was but i listened to the whole album cover to cover and i liked it i, I like a lot of different kinds of music um i wouldn't necessarily necessarily say it was totally my cup of tea but i was very into uh, the way that he sings, his guitar uh, uh, playing ability is great. Um, I was into it. I was into it. I bet they were really great live. I'm yeah, glad you guys enjoyed yourselves. Were. And if you care to, to research on that song that I told you about, yes. that got me through that very dark, drab time in my life, it, it was called Albion. Now, to put a connection from that song to the experience that we shared in his dressing room after the concert... Um, you could see that video. Where at CJ? Um, on your Instagram and on your no, Facebook. The, but the Instagram one's like a very short snippet. Of yeah, it. the full ones on your public Facebook. Yeah, so if you go to my four-year uh, sober anniversary post on my public figure Facebook, the one with the blue check next to my name, you can see the full video of the experience that we shared. That was surreal to say the least. We got another call here. What's up, caller? Dave. What up? What can we do for you, man? Hey, how's it going? Um, my name is Blake. I was just curious. I got 35 days today. Fuck what yeah. What sober every day? Fuck yeah, dude. <laughs> That's amazing. What keeps me sober every day? Yep. What, do you, what, little, what little thing do you do to, you know, keep you inspired to keep on the path? There's a, a lot there's like a, you. <laughs> there's a lot of things. Greek, you got an answer, Greek? Um, the biggest thing for me is prayer and helping people. That's the juice for me. Um, for me, it's 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 a it's a several things. But what they told me in the beginning was if you stick to the basics, God willing, you never have to go back to the basics. So every morning my day yep. starts out with I make my bed. Very first thing. Second thing, I get on my knees and I I pray to my higher power. Um, and, uh, and then I, I usually go to a meeting. I talk to another person in recovery and, uh, you know, I keep it simple. I don't get lost in the accessories of things. I always remember where I came from because the moment I forget, I will return. Um, and just remember that I suffer from a disease called alcoholism, not alcoholism. Man, I can't stay yep. sober on yesterday's sobriety. That's fucking awesome, man. I needed that. <laughs> yeah, man. Well, you know, I couldn't do it without you. We cannot stay sober without you. It, it, this thing is is done collectively as a group. If I could do it on my own, I would not be uh, fucking surrounded by half the people I'm surrounded by, especially this fuck to my right. Yeah, I know, right? Uh, I wouldn't go to meetings. And, <laughs> you know, I wouldn't have a higher power in my life. Well, ultimately, what keeps me sober and Greek hit on it is is our higher power. You know, that yep. that was the, the thing. And when I say higher power, that word can be very fucking, uh, you know, very, it can be a lot. 
it can be very unattractive. It can be very intimidating, you know, the word God. So, so I refer to it as a higher power, and I'm not religious, but I'm very spiritual. And, and my higher power, I don't know if it's a man in the sky with a beard or if it's the universe or the moon or the sun or the ocean. It's just a power greater than myself that did for me what I could not do for myself, which was lift me of the obsession or rid me of the desire to drink or drug. I'm not capable of producing the results that I find myself with today. Um, you know, so, so I'm, a, I'm a big believer in, like, spirituality. That's awesome. <laughs> Thank you. I've, I've listened to all your stuff. I have you on everything. I follow you. Fuck You're yeah. a big inspiration to me. Thank you. Hey, man, thanks for helping us stay sober. Thanks for calling in. Fantastic. How does it make you guys feel to hear things like that? About it, as far as being an inspiration to not only just... An inspiration, but an inspiration to stay sober. <laughs> the fact that anyone can be an inspiration to Greek or vice versa is, is, is it's beyond me. <laughs> um, it's, Greek has a lot of people that, that come to him for guidance, and I don't know why, but they do. They see something in them. I don't see it. <laughs> I don't know. I, um, <clears throat> I bang my head against the wall a lot in early sobriety. and um, <laughs> Late sobriety, too. <laughs> a little bit here and there. <laughs> Five minutes ago. <laughs> right. <laughs> but um, I've been through a lot, and I stayed sober through it. Um, and them seeing the things that I've been through and staying sober makes that an inspiration, some facts. Prayer is the biggest thing for me. Um, but it's still, it's still kind of hard when somebody gives you a compliment or when someone compliments me or does anything like that. I, it's still kind of weird for me. Yeah. Sometimes, but I'm, I mean, I don't know. I try and do what I can to help whoever I can. That's it. Do you guys ever, this may sound weird, but do you guys ever use yourself as inspiration? Things that you've done in the past, whether that be uh, before your recovery or things that you've uh, gone through during recovery, do you ever like flash back to those things and use that? In daily life, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. You see what mistakes you made. You explain that if some you can relate to a lot of people. That's the biggest thing. Right. And if you've been through an experience that can help them, you can tell them how you got through it. So that's huge. I I definitely use things from my past to keep me humble in my present. Um, one of which is that that bag, that infamous bag that I always talk about that I walked into treatment with, with all my worldly belongings in it. I keep that right there in my closet. And that's like a serious reminder, right? Because I can get ahead of myself. I can, I can think that like things that were once important are not so important today mm -hmm. um, because I'm busy, right? Uh, because I have a lot of things in life to do. Uh, and, and, I need reminders like that, you know, because the, the reality is, is this disease that I suffer from is so fucking powerful yeah. that, that it could have its grips in me long before I recognize it does. Kind of like it did in my past. That thing had me way before I realized it had me. Right. Um, so I, I definitely look at reminders from my past or just mental memories that I've, I've, I've remembered for a reason um, and think like, thank God. Thank God God is God and I'm not God because left to my own devices, I'll put this whole fucking thing into a needle and jam it in my arm. Yeah, <laughs> right. And I can make it make sense to me. Right. You know, so. We have another caller here. What's up, caller? Hey. 
What up? What up? Hello, caller. What's up? Hello. You're on the Novak and Franz show. Do you have a question for Novak? Yeah, I want to know how how do you stay so stay sober so long without relapsing? Because my problem is is like like I can go four to six months perfect, and then bam, right back on it. Have you ever experienced the twelve steps? Mm, I. I tried them in Florida once, and I just, I don't know. I really wasn't into it then. Okay. Well, I I can tell you from my experience, and after 24 years of active alcoholism and addiction, 13 inpatient treatment centers, you name it, I've tried it to get clean. You name it, I've tried it to get another bag. The one thing that I had never tried until my last treatment center, God willing, was the 12 Steps. And that spiritual experience I talked about that I had no chance of, 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 of finding. And until I found that, I had no chance of getting sober or staying sober. Happened through the 12 steps. The God of my understanding brought me the 12 steps. And the 12 steps brought me back to the God of my understanding, which led me to that spiritual experience, which now allows me to sit here and talk to you today with over four years of continuous sobriety. So what I suggest... Okay from my experience of a guy that was deemed unhelpable or unfixable, the only thing that worked was the 12 steps. So I suggest you give that a try. So check him out and try them and see if that works. I'm telling you, it did for me what I cannot do for myself. Well, I'm, I'm at the bottom point. I don't know what to do right now. That's the best place to be in. It's just like a vicious cycle that I keep going in. Like, I'm good, then I get on it, and then it's just like my addiction is full throttle at the end. Yeah, because, the, you know, we can all stop. Stopping's not the problem. I can stop when the, when the judge is getting ready to sentence me, the parole officer's getting ready to violate me, the job's getting ready to fire me, the house is getting ready to evict me, the woman's getting ready to leave me. I can always stop. Yeah. But the reality is the, what I can't do is stay stopped. If it was just as simple yeah, as putting down me. the drink or the drug, yeah, because you're me and I'm you. I know who you are. I don't know you, but I know your story because your story was yeah. my story. Um, yeah. You know, uh, if it was just as simple as putting down the, the drug or the drink, the whole fucking world would be sober. But the fact is, it's yeah. if you sit it down, it's not a matter of if you'll use again. It's simply when. Why? Because the drug and the drink's not your problem, it's your solution. Take your solution away. You're left with the real problem. Your thinking, your attitude, and your behavior. So you need to go somewhere where you can have that complete psychic change. Right? And the psychic change for me came through that spiritual experience that was provided through the 12 steps. Well, I've tried about everything else. I've been in rehab like seven, eight times, and it just... Clean, uh, methadone clinics, boxing clinics, nothing works. Like, it's just, I'll get off of it, and then months later, I'm back on it. Yeah. Again, we can stop. The problem is staying stopped. So what I suggest is you go to a 12-step meeting, you get a sponsor, and you ask him to guide you through the 12 steps. Now, about that, like, where I live, I live in a small town, and they they kind of don't do that here. So, I mean, it's hard for me to find something like that to do what state are you in i'm in kentucky uh kentucky where at in kentucky um hazard eastern part 
Okay. Have you got on the internet and looked up meetings in your surrounding area? Mm-hmm. And what happens? Do and they like, come up? There, no, there's no, there's none around here. There's not one meeting yeah, in your area? No, because I've checked all that out before. Um, not in, not yeah. unless it's changed in the last year or so, but when I checked last time, there was season. nothing. Shit. Um, all right, what's your, what, what, what area do you, what's your town called? What's, what town do you live in in Kentucky? Um, Hazard. How do you spell that? H-A-Z-A-R-D? H-A-Z-A-R-D. Yeah. Hazard, Kentucky. Hang tight. They're looking it up for you right now, caller. Okay, thank you. This is live support on the Novak and Franz show. <laughs> but this stuff, it, it, it's just like, like I don't know. It seems like, let me ask you if this makes sense. Like, I was married, I was on the needle, mm-hmm. and I was on here for a while, and then she called me and told me to quit, so I quit. Like, I dropped everything, no withdrawals, nothing. Well, I was sober for 10 years, I got divorced, and then I got back on the stuff. Like, when I got back on it, I got back on it hard, and I've not been able to lay it down. Yeah, that makes sense. Because you haven't had that psychic change. Is this that Greek? Ask him if he's... Are, are you close to Florence, Lexington? Uh, no. No, I'm iron halfway from Lexington. Ashland? Uh, an hour, uh, probably hour and 20 minutes. Bowling Green? Uh, no, that's like almost five hours. Covington? Uh, no, that's top of the All right, so what you need to do is you need to look up... What did you Google, Greek? I just Googled AA meetings in Kentucky. They have like an AA meeting finder. Um, yeah, and there's a phone number here to yeah, call. Yes. Call this phone number. You got a pen? Uh, yeah. 855-657-8823. They will help you find meetings in your surrounding area. Okay, I'll... I'll Call that out here in a few minutes. All right, brother. I wish you the best, man. God bless. Okay. God bless you, too. Take Thank care. you. Um, I wanted to ask a question <clears throat> before I forget it. Now, you guys traveled to uh, Amsterdam, Switzerland together recently. Is there what, What's next for you guys? Are you guys planning on traveling anywhere yeah, else? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go to Greece in the summer. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are you guys, are, Novak, are you going to go as well? Yeah, I probably will. Yeah. A, a, a different part of Greece this time? Yeah, this time since it's summertime, we're going to hit all the beaches. Mykonos, uh, I don't know about Mykonos, but uh, Santorini, I have relatives there. Um, best sunset in the world. Yeah. And uh, there's a lot, maybe Airbnb somewhere in between, but um, I got an dr- international driver's license in my dad's car, so we can pretty much do whatever we want. That's great. What else? Is there? Is there anywhere else, that, uh, Novak, that, that you want to travel whether it be a place that you went to before you were sober that maybe you you didn't remember or uh is there anywhere that you want to go is there like a bucket list for that well, uh, there's not a bucket list but the favorite place i'd ever been prior to sobriety was a place called estonia and it was in Tallinn. but the thing is when i was there i, I stayed on top of a winery at the peak of the mountain and uh and i drank 24 7 
So I had a great time there at that time doing what I was doing. So I, I often wonder to myself if I would have the same experience going back sober. And, and I don't know, but that's the one place I would like to go back to and experience. Um, but I travel so much. I actually did an interview recently and they said, where would, where's like one place you would go or, or that you'd really love to go to if you could? And, and uh, honestly, I said home. <laughs> yeah. You know, home's nice. Uh, you know, so I don't know. Yeah, but I don't think your cats like you here. Yeah. They definitely I, don't, I don't like know. anybody. They don't have souls. They're not going to like me in the morning. <laughs> well, one of them doesn't. No, they hate Greek. They're just like their father. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they don't like me. They try and attack me every time I try and pet them. There's a common theme here. We don't care for you. So we heard about uh, the prostitutes. We heard about the concert. <laughs> what else did you guys do in Amsterdam? Um, there's all kinds of things. We rented bikes. And it's a, it's crazy over there with bikes. Yeah. Literally, like, they have their own lanes, their own red lights, uh, green lights to go everywhere. And oh. it's like you're in a freaking tournament whenever you want to go somewhere. They're really? vicious with it, too. Really? They yell at you, get in the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, <laughs> it's it's a mess. Yeah. But it was fun. We were biking. We biked all around the town and areas. There's a lot of beautiful places over there. Yeah. And uh, it was a good time all, all together. And... Um, then Switzerland, we rented those little birds, and that was fun. The little sco- electric scooters. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> yeah. That was rad, actually. Was uh, no, Amsterdam is kind of notorious for uh, you know a bunch of different things, but was it was it a challenge for you guys to be there and stay sober? No, 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 not for me. Not no. at all. That's fantastic. That's I, kind of the point of sobriety, I think. Yeah, I think it shows how much you guys have grown. Well, being able to go there and feel that way. And it's not, yeah, throughout the time. But on top of it, I think me and Brandon were beat in such submission. This is my first time actually trying the program. Okay. Um, I got sober before for nine months just because I was in jail for nine months. Right. Um, so it's my first time trying it, and I lost everything to the point where I never want to go back there again. Yeah. And there's no point to it. So it's not even appealing to me. Right. And I don't see the point personally, and I, who am I to judge anybody's experience, but I don't see the point for me. I didn't find it reasonable to get sober just to live in a, in, in, in a fucking meeting all day. You know, the, the meaning to sobriety to me is complete freedom from active alcoholism. Um, I believe that recovery is, to me, it returned me back to the, the child of God that I was meant to be. Therefore, I can go wherever, with whomever, whenever I like. I'm no longer dictated by the terms of a $10 substance that tells me what to do, when to do, and whom to do it with. I didn't get sober to like just kind of sit stagnant. Right. Yeah. We have another caller here. What's up, caller? Hello. What up? Hey, I was just wondering, um, the whole point of finding yourself kind of with sobriety and discovery or whatever... How do you find um, confidence and how do you get back into the world when when you're like for me, I was playing drums in a band and I was always messed up and everything I did outdoors and all my life was messed up. How do you get out there and start fresh and find yourself? Yeah, uh, I, I get it. I, I, I just powered through it. You know, like I remember when I was writing my next book and, and Franz used to come visit me in the treatment center and he would give me a list of yeah. topics that I was supposed to write on. And I had doing, I had done all my previous writing on, on copious amounts of cocaine and red wine. And I had no faith in my ability to produce anything creative that didn't consist of a mind or mood altering substance. 
Yeah. And I was like, fuck, I would procrastinate, I would procrastinate. And, and one of my sayings, procrastination is like masturbation, you only fuck yourself. And, and there were no results being had. And then I was like, you know what? Boys do what they want to do. Men do what they have to do. I'm going to suit up. I'm going to show up and I'm going to put one foot in front of the other. And I just started doing it. I started powering it out. I started like, despite what my opinion was of what I was doing, I was just going to fucking do it. Because I was so tired of like my words not holding any weight. And Franz, I knew, was coming the following Sunday to collect what I was given the Sunday prior to. And, and I just did it. Despite my feelings about it, I just did it. And, uh, yeah. and, and, and lo and behold, he would come and he would listen to it and he'd say, dude, this is some of the best work you've ever created. You've actually developed like five new characters because the fog had lifted and I started remembering things that I could not remember before. You know, it's kind of just like when they used to say, you, you need to get self-esteem, you need to get self-esteem. I don't know how to get fucking self-esteem. I'm in treatment because like I'm so low the curb looks like a skyscraper. I don't I I don't if I knew how to have self-esteem I would probably wouldn't be in the position that I'm in today. But what I did was exactly. I started following the suggestions that people gave me. I started taking pride in what I was doing. Even if it was washing dishes, which I did for the first year, $6 an hour under the table. I would take pride in washing those dishes. I would show up 20 minutes early. I would stay 20 minutes late. Um and, and, and then I would like pay my own rent. I would buy my own groceries. I would buy my own cigarettes. And what happened is through doing those esteemable acts, I then gained a sense of self-esteem. You know what I mean? Kind of like if you just continue to bring the body, the mind will follow. Awesome. If that makes any no, sense to you. Amazing. No, that is perfect. Uh, the little, little things make a big difference. Just small goals every day and yeah. getting out you know, learning from yourself, stuff I didn't know about myself, you know, as you get older. Yeah, absolutely. It's, uh, yeah. It's, it's, you know, those simple little things like fucking making my bed. Like, uh, exactly. you know, showing up when I saying what I mean, meaning what I say, showing up when I say that I will, you know, being yeah. a man of honor and integrity and honesty. And I don't lie. I don't cheat. I don't steal. You know, it's and, and, and look, I, uh, correction, I, I will tell lies occasionally. I don't steal. Uh, yeah. I'm single, so cheating isn't my thing, but it, it has in my past. And I'm not going <laughs> to say that I don't now if I, you know, like I've, I'm yeah. not perfect. I don't walk on water, but the reality is, is I'm better than I yeah. was. And I'm aware of the, the things that I do that are not in my favor. So what happens is when I fall <laughs> accustomed to those things and I start doing them, I'm, I'm aware that I'm aware and I know how to change my behaviors. And I do. Awesome. Great words. Well, thank you so much. Hey, uh, you've really been a, a lifesaver for me. I've watched your videos, and I've been uh, sober because of them. And uh, my life has been great thanks to you. So, man, I owe you, you big bro. time. Man. I owe you, man, for helping me stay sober. Again, I could not do this without you. Right on. Thank right you. Right on. We'll take care. And God bless, man. Thanks for calling in. What? Uh, so you guys were were celebrating four years of sobriety together overseas. What? Obviously, the goal for the next four years is to remain sober. But what else is in the cards for you guys in the next four years of sobriety? Um, there's a lot. Of, I mean, every single year I want to do something. I always have stuff planned on when I have four years on and on my birthday. And I made a, a, a thing. No matter what, for all the years I miss going to Greece, I will make it to Greece one time a year, no matter what. Yeah. Kind of like you're living amends. Okay, yeah. Right? 
Yeah. Do you know what that is? Yes, I do. <laughs> Greek's not a big fan of all the steps. I, I'm really good at living a menzo. So what was the deal with the tattoo? Uh, <laughs> okay, so we had this thing. Now, I did weigh a lot more back in February. Because he quit smoking. Because I quit smoking and... Uh, I was actually making a conscious effort there, to live healthier. Now, there was a couple things that messed me up for about a year and a half of my sobriety. I lost my other half uh, to this disease. She died from an overdose. Oh, wow. And then on top of that, uh, just a bunch of stuff. I, I was up on more meds. The meds made me gain more weight and me quitting smoking at the same time. And do you ever think like maybe not being vigilant of what you eat? Eating I whatever you care. want to eat. It was a in a form of in depression. The, you eat as much food as you can. So yeah. don't say it's because of the cigarettes and the medications. It's Take responsibility of, of your it's actions. also because of the food. This fuck will justify anything he does. I don't want to start with you on this right now. All right. <laughs> so that happened back in February. I took it back and I, I said, I'm getting back to myself. I don't care how I do it. And... Um, Right before this happened, meaning he's going to start smoking again. We were in a hotel in New York visiting our uh, our nephew. The gay uncles were visiting <laughs> the nephew. Shout out to Franklin. Hello, Franklin. <laughs> and uh, so we uh, we were in the in the hotel room at nighttime, and I snuck off and was going down the hallway, and was bored, just trying to find something to do. And I found a Starbucks, and they had chocolate lava cake. So I ate a nice chocolate lava cake and drank a glass of milk. <laughs> And I came back upstairs, and Brandon had it set up. He said, what were you doing, Greek? I'm like, nothing, just walking around in the hallways. He's like, what were you doing, Greek? I said, I don't know, I ate a chocolate lava cake. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, that said, I'm calling you out on Facebook for a sit-up competition. So this is his whole thing. Uh, he called me out, so of course I had to do it. I didn't do a sit-up in over two years. <laughs> but Greek's Greek, and he has a lot of pride, and he refuses yeah, so to lose. so I knew I was going to lose anyway. So in the middle of it, I got to like 25 push-ups, and then I ended up trying to tackle him so he couldn't finish. <laughs> no, you did tackle me. <laughs> okay, yeah. You jumped right. on me. I definitely tackled you. And uh, so that happens. So now I'm also trying to get my life back afterwards. And one of my key, mo like I can work off being petty sometimes. I can work off um, spite. And just because of that, on, on top of everything else, is I'm going to beat Brandon in a fucking sit-up competition <laughs> in May when we go to Amsterdam. So my one of my goals of losing the weight was that. So I, I go to the going, gym five days a week. I'm I don't a personal care. trainer three days a week. Because you're bougie. No, so. I just care about my I care about my health. Follow Novak's lead. Yeah. So, so he's I, saying he's gonna beat me in this. There's no way. So I knew possible. this. I knew I wasn't gonna win after like two months of trying, even though I was losing the weight. So I still he was smoking like a pack up, a day. He vapes. He jewels everything at once. Yes. Not healthy. So the whole thing was I was just gonna set it up and then just trash him, tackle him, and have him call me daddy. <laughs> he so. tackled me. He did not win the contest. I refused to call him daddy, and he lost. Yeah, so the Mitchell, Michelle, <laughs> tried to add this in right before we started the competition because they were trying to get me to get this tattoo from beforehand because they went to, where was it, London or Paris? Paris. Paris, and they all got matching Eiffel, Eiffel Tower Towers. tattoos on their hands and places. And so when they go somewhere, they do it. I'm not a tattooed guy like crazy. I have one tattoo. It's my girl. And then a prayer rope around my neck. <laughs> Our That's problem was we just didn't have space for a tattoo. Yeah, he didn't have space. I didn't want to put it anywhere. So I'm like, <laughs> if you guys want to make me do this, if I'm going to have to do this now, I'm doing it on the bottom of my foot. So he made it as a loss of a bet. So I had to do it. And I called out on Facebook. I would do it. 
So I said, I'm doing it on the bottom of my foot, which is the most painful place on the body to get it. Like wow. the palm part. Yeah. The palm really? part of your foot. Ugh. A lot of tattoo artists won't even do it on people because no, they can't they won't. sit still. And on top of it, it's the Amsterdam flag, which is three X's. So, Which is rather ironic because three X's equates to the straight edge yeah. movement back uh, in the day. Plus all kinds of other stuff. Huh. The triple X for the... <laughs> and the triple X for your porn endeavor. <laughs> <laughs> Christ, that's so, just symbiotic. So, um, symbiotic. So I'm going to ask somebody in their country to put a, their flag on the bottom of my foot and for them... To not take any offense to it. It's like while the I do ultimate this. sign wow. of disrespect. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Some fucking American tourist, which I'm sure they don't like, because a billion of them come every day. Sure. And uh, I want to step on your flag yeah. every yeah. other every step I take. Your flag on the bottom of my wow. foot, so wow. I can walk on it every day. Yeah. So it Fuck. got it got bad. Um, it hurt. I took my watch off and started chewing on it. The just, guy had an extra heavy hand because yeah. he hated what Greek was doing. Yeah. Wow. So that was a lot of fun. Wow. I have three X's on the bottom of my foot now. <laughs> More good memories. <laughs> yeah. Fantastic. <laughs> Looks like we got another caller here. What's up, caller? Caller. Hello, caller. Hello? Nope. That's it. Where are uh, we at with the time? Uh, we got about a couple more minutes. Uh, do you w answer the... Uh, for the question, Novak, what's uh, what's in the cards for you for the next four years, and then we'll get out of here. I can't really say for certain. You know what I mean? I, I, my therapist, who I see on a regular basis, she said, Brandon, I want you to, to make a list of what you want to acquire within one year. And I said, Christina, I love you, but I'm going to respectfully decline that offer. And she said, Why? I said, Because if I would have made a list of where I wanted to be within a year from the very first day that I walked into treatment. I would have undersold myself dramatically. I would have put a cap on my happiness and or potential, right? I, I would have set limitations to it. What I've learned in my sobriety, and I believe what Greeks learned, and maybe you've gotten this take from what we've explained, is that we can do anything in this world provided we stay sober. Yeah. Literally. Anything. There's anything not one thing that's off of the table. If, if we want to be a fucking president, I believe we could be a president. Right. There's, so, you know, I have some things that I'm working on in the future um, that, that you know, are definitely goals, but I, I can't say, like, for certain within four years. Yeah. yeah. Every single year. Stuff that I never thought was ma imaginable what keeps happening, and it keeps happening and keeps happening. I just try and do the next right thing, and uh, my higher power presents it to me when it's supposed to be presented. Is That's that, how I treat it. Is that a relatable sentiment there, uh, Novak? That's, Absolutely. Yeah. 100%. 100%. I'm really happy that we got a chance to do this. Um, I know you guys have to get out of here. Thank you guys so much for being Anytime, here. Anytime, man. For Thank this. you. This is great. Uh, Novak, anything you want to plug? Anything? Yeah, if anybody needs help finding their way up and out of their current position uh, with addiction, please, please, please feel free to call me at 610-635-9092. Call me. Fantastic. Uh, everybody go to patreon.com slash Network. That's the easiest way to find us on Patreon. You can also go to mbnnetwork.com. There's a link there. You can find any show that you want to on the network. Find the latest episodes. That includes this. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. We'll see you guys next time.